Abby. And this is Al. And we're your anonymous hosts of Not Your Girlfriends podcast. Thanks for tuning in to season three, episode 37. First, we want to thank all our day one listeners and welcome to our new listeners. We see you out there in Portugal, Canada, Malaysia, Norway, Brazil, and the Netherlands. And a special shout out to our listeners in Oklahoma and California who wrote in this week. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you screenshot listening to the pod and put it on your story or tweet us, we'll send you a free Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast sticker. We're also on Patreon where you can support us and become a member of the Miserable Coven of Bad Bitches. If you contribute for as little as $5 a month, you can access our exclusive cocktail hour content. This podcast is made possible by you, so every contribution helps. This podcast is also sponsored in part by Bounce. Bounce is a new dating app currently in beta in New York City where you live match for 15 minutes and go on a date either that night or the next. Okay, and we've said it before. We've gone on Bounce. It's great. Um, it's a really fun kind of interactive thing so that you can actually get off the app and get on a real date in real life. Yeah, and there's Bounce nights like multiple times a week. So you can even do this on like a Tuesday or like a Thursday. Yeah, just literally whenever you're feeling yourself. Yeah, you don't have to do it on a Saturday, but they do have Saturday Bounce nights. So yeah. yeah. And then we use our code GFPOD, G-F-P-O-D when downloading and get your first round of drinks free on your first bounce date. Okay, and now let's dive into this week's episode. Okay, yeah. so this week's episode's all about relationship. Yeah. Anxiety, issues. Yeah, so you guys heard on last week's comeback episode, our season three opener, I was here to tell you that everything is rainbows and sunshine and, you know, our relationship's going great. You lied to us. And that's all fine and dandy, <laughs> but not everything is great. I'm here to put on to backpedal and say... Just kidding. Um, you know, but just kidding on that. Everything is great, but when once you're like a couple of months in, you start to get like normal relationship. I don't want to say fatigue, but just like little stressors and kind of like big picture thoughts that um, kind of may freak you out a little bit. And yeah, and I think um, so much of what we talk about is all about like getting into a relationship. And finding a boyfriend or finding a girlfriend. But like, once you have a boyfriend, it's like, now what? Like, what yeah. do I do? Like, there's still issues in a relationship when you get get together. It's so so true. I think it's really important to talk about like, because not everything is going to be peachy keen when you get into a relationship with someone. It's not going to be perfect at first. And there's yeah, still going to be compromises and issues that come up. Yeah. And even when you think you've gotten into a good like rhythm with things and you kind of know what you're both feeling, you know how you feel about each other then there's like all of these little hurdles that still come up along the way. And sometimes they kind of, I don't know, they throw you off because you think, wait, like I'm supposed to be like past this. We're supposed to be, you know, good now, but it's still always going to happen. Yeah. Like I'm happy in love. I want a, a fucking return policy on this. Like, yeah. There's going to be no problems. Everyone has like little things that you don't see at first in a relationship that you see later, like little things that, bother you about the person and it's like cute because you can overlook those like little quirks because you love them but like has there been any quirks that you didn't realize at first that are like coming out now at like the six month stage because you're at six months you said I love you you guys are definitely together boyfriend girlfriend but you know anything else come up that's like oh you do that oh my god <laughs> yeah so it's like we're at that point now where like little things that we do bother each other and like what um okay so for example like when we get ready in the morning like our getting ready routine is always a little hectic because a we have to be up really early um 
you know, we're going to the same place, but walk us through like the time you need to be at work and like how long it takes you to get there from each of your different places. Yeah. So it depends. It depends if we're at ours place or mine. If we're at my place, our workday starts at nine. Um, but R likes to get in a lot earlier than I do. And his getting ready routine is like maybe half an hour at most. So a lot of times, like it's kind of a struggle between like what time we have to be ready. What's his on time? You, okay, so you have to be at work at nine. Okay. Yeah. So we have to, we have to be at work at nine. Okay. So I aim to get to work at nine, but the difference is that R likes to get to work whenever he's ready. So if he can get in like an hour early and get stuff done. An hour? Yeah, dude. If he can get in at like 7.45, he's happy doing that because he has a lot of work, understandably. So like he wants to get in and get a start on it. And that's something that he always did before we were dating. Right. And he would just naturally get in at like 7.38-ish. Would he leave earlier because of that? Yeah. So and that's like kind of an issue now is like when we wake up in the morning and we're not necessarily late, but he has to choose between like waiting for me f- for another 20 minutes or just going to work and starting his day. Has that ever happened where you left a different time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like, we're now like at the point of comfort in the relationship where he'll just say, you know, I have to get in early today. So like, we're going to have to commute separately and I'll be a little butthurt about it. But like, if I know that I'm going to need that extra 20 minutes and I don't want to be stressed and I'd rather have like a relaxing morning and get in just on time, like we'll do it. Yeah. It is a little frustrating some mornings because I'm like, you're racing towards this like goal that isn't even there. Like no one's expecting you to be in like well before nine. So are you really going to just leave so that you can? It's really, it's a, it's an interesting concept because at my job, um, you make your own hours. So you work eight hours a day. doesn't matter when you come in, you just work eight hours. So you come in at like eight, you leave at four, come at 12, you leave at like what is that? Eight, right? Or you could do 10 to six. But given the freedom to make your own hours, you'd think, oh, everyone sleeps in and gets in at like 10 right, or 11. But you feel like there's pressure. But the thing is, that's not what happens. Um, Three fourths of the office uh, get in around like between 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. Yeah. And it's because maybe it's summer, but it's also because you start early, you leave early. And that's like a nice feeling to get out of work at like, if you come in at 7.30, I have a coworker who comes in every day, 7.30. And he lives like an hour and 10 oh minutes God. away. And yeah. And if you're a morning person, you can do that. But right. I am like, absolutely not. And so, I mean, our job is very much like, it's a lot, sh- like we work in different departments. My department's a little more laxed. So like if I get in 10 minutes late, it's fine. But for him, it's like if he is not in sitting at his desk, like beginning work, done with his breakfast at nine, it's a bad look. Yeah. And then it's also like the breakfast thing. You get to work early, but also you have like time to bullshit around. You're like, get your coffee, maybe eat your breakfast. You check your emails, like all of that. I can see the anxiety from his perspective. Cause like, even when I choose to come in later at work, like I know I have to meet a friend later for dinner or something. So I come in at 10. Um, I still feel like a little behind cause I don't have that like buffer time in the morning, even though I'm working eight hours, it still feels like, Oh, other people have been here Right, it feels like you're starting your day yeah. later than people. Yeah. And there's this kind of like unspoken expectation that like, even if, you know, you're allowed to get in a little bit later, if other people are there before you and have started their day, you feel again, yeah, yeah, like you're not keeping up. Yeah, I have another coworker who always comes in around like 
uh, 10.30 is early for him. Okay. <laughs> um, he usually comes in around like 11 to like the one range, 1.30. Okay, okay. And he's totally fine working late. And we all leave around like four to five. So he's in the office by himself late. And that's like chill in its own way. You know, we connect to like the Bluetooth and you can like listen to your own music yeah. and like just get work done without actually like yeah. talking to people. Um, but I think he also would agree in feeling that like people give him a little bit of shit, like, you know, just like friendly shit yeah, yeah. of like, oh, when's, you know, Blink gonna come in today, you know? Yeah. And, like, I, and I guess like when it comes to the decision between getting in and have your little bit of like morning peace versus commuting with me and you choose to get in early and have your morning peace, I take it a little personally and it kind yeah. of like upsets me. So that happened a couple of times this week. And there was one time this week when, we woke up at the same time. We were planning on commuting in together because I had to be in early. Um, and so that was like fully my expectation. And he was like, oh, we'll go get up and shower first because if you're ready, because if you're still in bed and I have to wait an hour for you to get ready after I'm ready, I'm not going to wait. And I was just like, okay, well, <laughs> bye. Fine. <laughs> just go if you need to. I'm like, sometimes that's fine. But when I don't know. It's just like when I'm expecting that we're going to leave at the same time and then suddenly I feel the pressure to like get ready, then I start to stress out. Yeah. And yeah. even when he's like, well, no, like uh, you don't have to be stressed. Like you're fine. Like we have time. I'm just like, we well, already said it. So I'm already thinking it and feeling like I'm like keeping you back. Yeah. It's so hard too, because I think if you just didn't work in the same place, it would be easy to say like, it would be easier to like do a white lie in this situation or yeah. it would be easier because you know, you know, you're both going in your separate ways. Even if you take the same subway to like different offices, I don't know. It's a little bit better uh, of an explanation, but like going to the same exact place. Right. It's really Knowing much choosing that- like I rather spend my morning not with you. Yeah. And it, I, I get where he's coming from. I totally get it. But like, I also see your perspective of like, it is a bit of like a front and I don't know what I would do in that situation. If like I dated someone from work and we had like, especially in the job that I have where we make our own hours, yeah. like even taking the person who comes in like the closest to me, like I usually get in second and I get in at like eight, he gets in at seven 30 mm-hmm. and we're both coming from like a similar location and we can definitely take the exact trains together. Like hypothetically. Right. I think, I, th- I don't know. Cause like, fuck like I also value my morning time alone yeah like the fuck am I gonna do talking to a human being at 6 30 in the morning like <laughs> who has business talking to anyone before 10 um so I I don't know but like also it's like just wait a half an hour for me bro like yeah. you know and, no, exactly you know exactly. Like, like I also know, see that you know that I can't just get out of the shower <laughs> and throw on my clothes and be ready yeah. to go. you know I need to do my makeup I need to do my hair I just have a longer general process than you. Yeah. Also like women take longer to get ready. I'm sorry. Society is put forth through these expectations of the way you look at work and you have to, you have to wear makeup. Yeah. For fucking sure. Have to. Especially in a professional My hair environment. Needs to good and I can't just like rinse it in the shower and then just let it dry. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, this also goes back to like guys getting ready for dates and girls getting ready for dates. It's like so much more time and effort. Like I need to know where we're going and the place and the location, like at least like four hours beforehand yes i've like gone on dates with so many fuck boys who are just like oh let's just play it by ear no let's figure out if we're gonna hang out this weekend like when it gets closer aka like friday afternoon i'm like bro 
I need to plan my outfits. I need to plan what underwear I'm wearing. Oh yeah. Fuck like, yeah. It's a real thing. I can't just be ready on the fly. I, I don't know. Am I going to, am I going to straighten my hair that day or am I going to leave it as is? Like there is a whole goddamn process. Gotta check the weather. Yeah, exactly. My entire outfit and my shoe choice is based around the weather too. So yeah. it's just like, it, it takes a lot more planning being a woman and having to like compromise that gets difficult. That's, that's a hard compromise. But it's also like we spend so much time like making ridiculous compromises to be able to see each other. Again, long distance relationship, like living, you know, in different boroughs, basically being like an hour apart. Like we make very inconvenient sacrifices sometimes. Like if we don't pack our stuff in the morning mm-hmm. for a pre-planned sleepover, one of us will go home and get our stuff and then commute cross boroughs that's insane to see each other okay so the people are not in new york because we shouted you out in the beginning there's no direct train from queens to brooklyn which is ridiculous because they're right yeah. next to each other i mean there is if you're like along what train the g i mean who lives on the g the well, g you can take the g to some other train i'm just saying like strictly speaking the g yes. only goes through a very like i think the g only goes through like 20 percent of brooklyn yeah i mean and even then it's like a it, it's like an inconvenient line to transfer it's to inconvenient else it's to an do. inconvenient truth queens and brooklyn are long distance are not, yeah exactly they are <laughs> they are um, yeah and so we constantly have to like over overly plan things and like feels like this kind of constant tug of war and like okay who's sleeping where who like needs to like take one for the team this time yeah and sleep over do you and, find like do you guys have an apartment you go more to and like stay over more like because you live with one person who's yeah. like a really good friend of yours yeah and he also lives with people but more more than one he, he lives with his two friends two who he's really close with too okay. um his apartment okay so there's like kind of a trade-off his apartment is like a little bit nicer in terms of um the fact that his shower doesn't run out of hot water after 45 <laughs> seconds um and that he has a dishwasher, so it's, like, easier to, like, kind of have meals at his place sometimes. Mm. But really just those... Oh, and that he didn't have an ant infestation last month. <laughs> so, like, really just those three very minor things. Other than that, I would say that my apartment reigns supreme in all other categories. And I also only have one roommate. So... Yeah. For me, like, it just... I mean, it's never been a problem. Like, we never feel like we're, like, sexiling his roommates by you know, by needing to have sex at his place, like when they're home, because mm-hmm. his, his room is kind of far enough back, but it's still kind of like part of the, part of the decision-making process in my mind. Who has the bigger room? Me, by mm-hmm. far. Yeah. Um, I'm like, your room is pretty big. Yeah. My room is big, but I also have a lot of stuff. So it's not really like we have a tremendous amount of like free space. I mean, his room has all the basic amenities that we would need. He has a big TV. He has a comfy bed. Um, he actually has air conditioning, so... You don't have air conditioning? No. <laughs> so I don't, I'm like, think his apartment's better. <laughs> okay, wait, but we haven't had to even deal with that yet. I mean, yes, but, like, it is... The, it, it is spring. It's about to turn yes, into summer. so we're about to get there. So I kind of feel like I should be getting in my, like... Your time now. My time now. Yeah. Um... Well, you don't have an AC? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. That's but right. anyway, for now, theoretically, it should be even. And it is pretty even. But I mean, I was like venting to you about this earlier this week, how like I'll even get frustrated when, you know, when he just hasn't asked me to hang out in advance. And I'm just like, well, do you not want to hang out with me? And he'll be like, no, I just figured we'd plan something later. But I'm like, 
if you're not constantly telling me that you want to see me and that you want to do stuff and how you feel like that's my love language. My love language is absolutely words of affirmation. So when I'm not constantly hearing it, I start to have doubts and I start to think that you're not feeling it. For our listeners, we've talked about love languages before on previous episodes, but uh, love languages is just like you Google it. There's five different types and they can do like a quick little 20 minute quiz. And I recommend everyone really do it because it tells you what you value most in terms of like getting affection in a relationship. Right. So there is um, words of affirmation, you know, kind of like saying, I love you. You look beautiful. You're amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, there's physical touch, which is exactly what it is. Just like, you know, not even like sex, just like hand holding, PDA, that kind of thing. Yeah. Acts of service. Yes. So like making someone dinner or like, I don't know, anything else that, that you can do for them. <laughs> the thing that you care about, making, making me dinner. dinner specifically. <laughs> Service, uh, gift giving, which is exactly what it sounds like, you which know, is, buying something on the fly. I thought of you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's ours love language. Yeah. So you've got, and there's one other. Oh, quality time. Oh, yes. Quality time. So that's just like exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Giving you know. someone your undivided attention. Mm-hmm. Um, just being. Like just, yeah. Being with each other with like no other like distractions. Yeah, those are the five love languages. So you and R took the quiz. So you had him take the quiz. So actually, I mentioned it to him because I kind of knew what his were. Um, and when I first mentioned it, I think he was kind of like confused at why I was bringing it up, mm-hmm. and he didn't really like say much about it. He didn't really say much in response. I think he, I don't know. The way I said it was that he mentioned so awkward because like my roommate was there it was a Saturday we're all just like hanging out like having coffee together in our living room and um he he was like oh yeah I got L this thing from my trip and oh oh I got L this thing for Valentine's Day and she didn't get me anything because she's bad at gifts and I was like well it's your love link it's like your lump language though and it's not mine like yours are gifts and um, yours are gift giving and whatever I thought the other one was at that point. Uh-huh. Oh, yours are gift giving and acts of service. Like, whereas mine are words of affirmation, and physical touch. And I don't know if you know what love languages are, but like, it's just the ways that you define love. And uh-huh. like, clearly ours are just not the same on all, you know, all the time. And I think he like thought it was an attack. And felt like I was saying that we were like incompatible. It, it does. I mean, to someone who doesn't know love languages, it does sound like you're incompatible. Yeah. And in love language world, you are incompatible. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, I think there are other, like there are other, you can get past not having the same love language as someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you're aware of it. But I, I think I, when I first said it, I maybe like didn't approach it in the most, um, artful way. And, mm-hmm. and I was just saying it like informationally, like as a matter of fact, like, not like, oh, and this is a problem and we're going to have a fight about this now. It's just like, oh, like, this is why I didn't get you a good gift is because that's not how I express love. Yeah. And I think love languages are important because it's not saying, oh, you, if you have different love languages with someone you're dating, doesn't mean you shouldn't be dating them. It just means you have to realize the things they're doing for you and the ways they're expressing their love are different to yours and then appreciate the ways they have expressed their love. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's so important is knowing your partners again, and mm-hmm. like, even if they're not the same. But I said it and it was kind of like this weird thing where I then had to like explain to him in private, like I wasn't saying anything bad. I was just like trying to make you understand how I felt. And because I don't know if you're familiar with the concept. 
But then apparently he like talked to one of his guy friends about it. And his guy friend was like, oh yeah, bro, like love languages are so important and told him to like read up on it. And then he did read up on it and we had like another conversation. So like now we're both aware of them, but yeah, so it's just like something that we've had to be aware of, but yeah, like the little, the little bullshit, like that's just something I think that's like, that's natural once you get to a certain point in a relationship where it's like the things that like bother you stop being cute and start being like real things that you have to talk about. And that can be like a little bit difficult to approach, but. What do you guys land on like the apartment stuff? Cause is that like the, probably the most, I don't, I don't want to say annoying, but is that the, like the number one thing that's like annoying you right now? In the that's relationship? definitely, yeah, that's definitely like a big hurdle. And it's like every day figuring out where are we going to sleep and when is, when are we going to have our next sleepover? Because that's really the only time we get to spend together during the week. It, it wears on you a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's like also, I think something really people factor in when they're dating in New York. Yeah. Like where you live. Like if someone, when we did like a Instagram thing about this long distance relationship, if you live in a different borough, which is your quote, yeah. L. Um, and I gave example neighborhoods like Hoboken to like anywhere in Brooklyn, like yeah. Washington Heights to like anywhere downtown. Like, like okay. Uh, for example, I work in like, downtown Brooklyn and I had a date in Morningside Heights the other week and it took me an hour to get up there one hour yeah like I can't imagine and it definitely like because it wasn't good this is like back in episode 35 because the sex wasn't great I was like well whatever like but if it was great even if it was great where is this going is this going into a commutable thing yeah because, and, it probably, <laughs> and it probably sounds like a little bit ridiculous like if you live anywhere else but like it truly is an issue in New York. It truly is because like there's also like a bunch of people in your neighborhood right. that are right there. Right. And you know? most people don't have cars, even if you live in one of the outer boroughs. Yeah. Um, the train lines are not always super connected. Yeah. And like everyone's fucking busy. Like, yeah. You don't have if you're gonna commute an hour for someone, it needs to be worth it. It needs to be like you know, you, you can't be like a little bit hesitant about them or it just, it won't last. Well, I know it's six months, but have you guys talked about a solution to this problem of moving in together? We'll like, we'll joke once in a while and he'll be like, oh, like you, it'll be like a Sunday and we'll be hanging out. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to like pack my stuff up. I got to get back and I got to like meal prep and get my stuff done. And he'll be like, oh, you should just stay here. We'll work something out with my roommates and, you know, we'll trade for the bigger room and um, you can like chip in with chores and whatever. That's a lot of joke. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty intricate joke. A very highbrow Here's joke. Here's a joke, and here are all of the ways we could actually make it happen. LOL, we'll just get the bigger room. LOL, and here's your more. share of the rent. Yeah. Here's a bill. <laughs> Effective first of next month. Oh my god! I've already looked up U-Haul expenses. <laughs> LOL. Um, I mean, that would be a great solution. It is only six months, but then I, I also truly believe you don't need to know if that person is the one to move in with them. Like, yeah, I mean, that's money, like, that's definitely blah, blah. like, it's something that's on my mind now. How do you feel? All the time. I mean, I'm constantly, okay. So when we first started seeing each other, my roommate used to always joke that she was going to have to lo start looking for an apartment soon because by the end of this year, R and I would move in together. Did she and joke I, that in front of him? No, no, no. She would joke that just to me. Okay. And I'd be like, no, absolutely not. Shut it down. That is not happening. This is too soon. We're not moving in together. And like lately, more and more, I'm just like, yeah, we'll probably move in together. It's his thoughts. Uh, not sure. Because other than joking about it, 
you know, those couple times that we have, we haven't had an actual conversation about it. Mm. So my lease is up November 1st. Mm -hmm. It's May right now. So we've got quite a bit of time. Um, But the topic has come up in other ways. And he hasn't really given me an indication of how he's feeling. So the other way it came up, um, my mom randomly called me two weeks ago and was like, and asked how he was. And I was like, he's good. And she was like, are you guys moving in together? And I was like, what? And I was like, no, like, where is this even coming from? And she just like made a point to give me her unsolicited views and advice about it. And basically let me know that she was not on board. Wow. (laughs) And it was just odd because R and I were in such like a good place and kind of like just enjoying things. Then all of a sudden it gave me this like other thing to think about. Yeah. Um, Not having your parents support is like... Uh, it affects you. It affects the way you view the relationship. It's like saying like a parent doesn't like your significant other. Yeah. And I don't think that she dislikes him, but she definitely is making me know, is making it known that she doesn't like the idea of us moving in together. Did she say like, why? Oh, um, because my mom's got this like very old school traditional view that if, um, if you give him the milk for free, he'll never buy the cow. So if I move in with him, he'll drag his feet and never propose to me. I mean... That's just very traditional. I think so too. And also, he's to, got the milk. He yeah. commutes an hour for the milk. I know. It's true. <laughs> Damn good milk too. Um, he's got the fucking oat milk. <laughs> <laughs> the expensive milk. Yeah. If you if you know me, even in the very slightest bit, you know that I have very um, I have very deep opinions about oat milk and um, deep love milk alternatives in general. I have very strong opinions. So yeah, we ain't fucking around with this milk. No. Um, But yeah, it was just, it was like kind of unsettling to know that if and when that time comes that she's just going to be an obstacle. And it kind of has made me think a lot lately. And I didn't even want to tell R that we had that fight because I didn't want that to be the first time him and I even discussed the possibility of moving in together. Because we even had that conversation. So to have to start it, you know, based on the fact that my mother is letting us know that we don't have her approval, it's just like shitty. Like it should be our choice to make and our kind of like, I don't know, our like milestone when we feel that we're ready to like have that conversation. And now it's like been taken away from us kind of. Yeah. And I tried to not tell him about it. And he was like, something's wrong. Like you're not telling me what's wrong, but I know that it's something. And then finally I told him. Um, And it was weird because his advice was like, don't worry about it. There's nothing you can really do to change your mind right now. So just like, don't worry about it. It wasn't like, I don't know, nowhere in his advice or his response or, you know, trying to comfort me. Did he say, did he express that he actually does want to move in with me someday? Mm. He was kind of just like, don't worry about things that are outside of our control right now. I fucking hate when guys say like, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's not directly at you. Yeah. I'm like, no, I am worrying about it. <laughs> now like I'm some, worrying about it. I would like some reassurance. And he did say like, I hope you know how I feel about you. And that, you know, when, when I told him my mom made the whole like milk, like buying the milk, whatever, buying the cow bullshit comment, he was like, I hope you don't feel that way. And I was like, I literally have never felt that way since day one. I was never concerned that you were just trying to sleep with me. So like, no, I'm good. He was like, okay, good. I'm I'm like glad. But like, he didn't take the bait to talk about moving in together. Yeah. That's a little shitty to hear. Um, I do think that guys take longer to 
get to that point. And I think like a lot of women, when you decide, like getting to the point of deciding to get someone to be your boyfriend, it's a big decision. But once you are there, you're kind of like full in, right? Yeah. At least I am. And I think you are as well. Absolutely. Like I had so many like fears and hesitations in the beginning about dating him in general because we're fucking coworkers and I don't know. I was just like scared of being in a relationship and putting myself on the line. Uh-huh. But now that I'm in, like I'm in. Yeah. So let's go. Like, and I think, I don't think that's a women male kind of like idea. I think it's like some people are very much, I'm all in when I say I'm doing something or committing to someone. Yeah. And then like, I think, a lot of people are like, I need those milestones to check off on a list to see, like, maybe not a physical list, but you know, like, I mean, like, they need to, like, go through the process, you know, yeah. like, you guys have a big holiday plan later this summer together. Yeah. So, like, I think that will show him, like, okay, we can, like, live together, we can travel together, we're, like, staying continuously in the same place together, we can plan things and do things and, like, compromise in, like, a completely different situation. It's a real fucking test to go on holiday with someone. I think it's a massive test, and I personally do not think you should even be considering moving in with that person if you haven't done that. Really? So you would say going on vacation together before moving in together? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, I I think it's so essential because going on holiday with someone really teaches you about, like, how they react to bad situations, flights delayed, someone's luggage get lost, or like gets sick, someone gets sick, someone fucks up. Like, what if you fuck up and something you you did or decided to do directly was a bad experience for both of you? How they handle all of those things really shows you about how they will handle things at home and like between you and upcoming things. And like, it's so important. Like I, I travel a lot, but like, I'm very much, um, the type of person that like, if something bad happens, it's shitty, but like, let's not dwell, you know, like right. let's just problem solve. And it is what it is. Shit happens, you know, but like, if you have a dwelling personality and something shitty happening or that you're gonna let that ruin your day on fucking holiday, like that tells you a lot as well. Yeah. So I do think it's a amazing, great test. Cause like, yeah. you're also like in a really amazing place and it could be an amazing holiday or could not. And like, you, you definitely will fight on a holiday. I will tell you that. Oh, everyone yeah, fights sure. on holiday I mean, like at least once over something fucking stupid i know what it's gonna be about it's gonna be what we order to eat because <laughs> <laughs> we talk about this all the time are always jokes that like literally what's always on my mind is the next meal we're gonna have so i'll wake up in the morning and i'll be like what are we having for dinner tonight <laughs> or I called him once on a thursday and i was like hey what do you want to do for lunch on saturday <laughs> He was like, why? Yeah, he was literally like, why do you, why are you thinking about this right now? (laughs) I was like, I don't know, I'm a planner. But yeah, like we went out to dinner earlier this week and we weren't, like we both don't have like super big appetites, but I like to try a bunch of things. So we went out to this Italian place and I was like, okay, I want to get an app and then share a pizza. And he was like, well, I really want this pizza. And I was like, I don't want that because I don't like sausage on pizza. because I think it's a monstrosity. (laughs) And he was like, well, why don't we just get separate pizzas then? And I was like, how could you? Oh, my God. Genuinely attacked. So, like, I know. Like, I know that that's going to be. You're going to have to compromise. I know. And that's another thing, too. I feel like on vacation, like when you're both there spending your own money, you're in a setting that isn't, you know, home to either of you. You're going to want to do things and you're going to have to probably compromise on what you want to do. Yeah. Part of the time. I mean, we already kind of had to in cutting 
one of the cities out of our itinerary for like kind of the greater good of being able to, you know, spend less time traveling. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting for sure. And I agree with you that I think it'll be a good step and kind of a good trial to what it's like, you know, living together, even if it's not like really a reflection of home, but like living together for 10 days in odd circumstances. Um, Yeah, I think he personally needs to go through that before he can even consider moving in with you, which is something you can never say to someone you love. Like, it sounds shitty, but like, I think he personally is thinking like, okay, we'll see how the holiday goes. And then maybe I will consider moving in with you. Yeah. I mean, I told you this. He wasn't going to even tell me that he loved me until after that trip. Yeah. Because he didn't think like when I told him that I loved him, he was like, I'm so glad you said that because I was going to wait until after Italy. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's a long time. I was like, if you didn't tell me that you loved me while we were in Italy together on this trip, that would probably cost me a minimum of three grand. Only one of us would be coming back alive. <laughs> and I guarantee it wouldn't be you. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, hopefully that's it. And hopefully after that trip, he kind of feels strongly enough to have that conversation with me. Yeah, um, it does suck that someone's kind of dragging their feet on making a big leap with you, though. Yeah, but like maybe he's not. And I talked about this with my therapist earlier this week, too, about like how <laughs> everyone has their own timelines. And so and and mine might just be a little bit sooner than his. Like, I've just, you know, I think it's where you are in your life, too. Um, and granted, he's much older than me, but I've also like I've been in a serious relationship before. I feel like I've got like my master plan for my life more or less figured out actually no less and less recently but I generally know that I want to be you know engaged sometime before I'm 30 and I want to like have kids in my early 30s Uh um, but that I want to do like a lot of traveling and a lot of career building and stuff between now and then so basically like so I've got this like rough outline for my life so I kind of feel like I'm, I'm ready to be in a serious relationship For him, I don't know if he was at that point or if this kind of just happened. Um, Yeah, I mean, he is basically the same position as you, but he is, what is the math, four years older than you? mm -hmm. So, like, that's also, it tells me more about... five. It tells me a lot about, like, the type of person he is. The fact that, like, he's only now getting to the stage professionally and he's five years older than you. Yeah. Like, I know you're an overachiever, but, like, still. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And that's something I think about a lot, too. Um, that scares me is like, you know, I know what the roadmap of my life more or less is. And I know what I want out of my life, um, in very general terms. And I don't know exactly what he wants out of his. And that's. Does difficult. he know? I don't think so. Cause I've like, I've joked that like, okay. So there was this one picture of this kitchen on Pinterest that I saw when I was just like browsing through aimlessly one oh, Saturday. Dangerous waters. Oh my God. Like exposed brick interior, um, matte black finishes all over the kitchen, like matte black countertops. This thing was Edison bulbs coming down from the ceiling. Like it was just like absolutely a thing of beauty. And I was like, this is, I need this. I showed him the picture and I'm like, what are you doing to get me this dream kitchen? And it, like, I was totally joking when I said it, but he was just like, I don't know. Like, I need to figure it out. And that, Dude, you're 29. And what are you done figuring it out? I know. Like, and I was fuck, just... I mean, sorry. I mean, whatever. Fuck your I know, but, but I know that like, men, men, 
like men in general like take longer to get there. I don't like that. I don't like. I don't like I don't it either. Like, I don't like true. that as a truth, and I don't. I don't want to think that's true. I don't think that's true. But it is. I don't think that's true. I think it's true for the guy you're dating. I am genuinely <laughs> telling you that it is because I don't think when, it's true. Okay, I work in a professional setting, and even comparing myself to people who are five years above me, I am at the same level as most of them. No, I've I also worked in professional, different profession, but like the creative industry, and like it has nothing to do with age. Nothing. I think it does. Like maybe in the very corporate. I don't think it's true across the board, but I think that generally men are on a different progression than women. And I've literally seen it time and time again. I mean, women work harder than men and maybe that's what you're seeing. But like, I do see guys, I I do agree with women in the workplace work harder than men and they have more to prove. And, you know, that comes with each other. But like, yeah, guys maybe have less to prove and more time to figure it out. And um, that I see. But I also see guys who are young who like have great jobs and like do the grind and they know what they're doing really early on. They stay on the path and they're, they are still figuring it out, but they're putting like a really um, great amount of effort into like honing their craft. Yeah. And that's fine. But I mean, I think also like it translates into the relationship space too. Like there are a lot of guys in their early thirties who either are in their first serious relationship or who haven't been in a serious relationship before. Red flag. And it goes, Dude, no, it's the biological clock. It's a fucking red flag for me. If no one's, you haven't been in a serious relationship and you're 30, I'm thinking no one's wanting to fucking date you. I'm thinking that men don't have the pressure on them to settle down and get married. So they have a no. lot more fun in their 20s and don't really give a shit about it. No, I, no, it's total red I'm flag. I've literally lived with guys in their early 30s, like more than one. And they've all been in this same kind of place where like, they're like, what do you mean? Like, you're 25, you work too hard. Like, why aren't you just like having fun? And I'm like, why aren't you married with kids? And they're like, what do you like? They literally take their 20s to just do what they want. So what has he done with his 20s? What he wanted to do, I guess. What, what did he just like, to do? Hang out with his friends and like go out drinking and go to concerts and, you know, live with his buddies. And So that's what he's been doing for the last 10 years, nine years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and it's not what I would do. Clearly it's not what I have done. And so, yeah, it does like bring up these other hesitations that are like, maybe our long-term goals and aspirations aren't exactly the same. And is that okay? And that's up to you. And that's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult and it's something I've been trying to like wrap my head around until things really get to a point where you're serious and you're starting to think about what a future with them might look like. I mean, I personally haven't paid it very much mind until now. Yeah, and now I think it's like, long-term compatibility is something you don't think about at first. Yeah, and now it's this like newfound like source of anxiety where I'm like, what would you know? What would our financial situation be if we bought a house together? Where does he even want to live for the rest of his life? Does he want to stay in New York? Does he want to move somewhere? Dude, where does he want to live in November? <laughs> I know. So, so he lives in Astoria and he lives in Brooklyn. Like, you're not moving to Queens, right? I don't want to. That's not a no. (laughs) I mean, okay, but it's because, like, again, like, it's something I would compromise on. Like, no, I don't want to live in Queens, but I think I'm, like, secure enough and happy enough in our relationship that if it came down to that and it made more sense financially, we could get a better space for the money. And it was somewhere that I was okay with dealing with the, the added commute for which is a big maybe because right now I'm pretty happy with my door to door direct commute of like 25 minutes. Yeah. 
if it's all of those things and it makes sense for us, then yeah, I probably will. I know his choice is Astoria. I mean, he likes, he doesn't like really know my area of Brooklyn that well or hasn't until now. Um, but I think he'd be open to it. I mean, I know like, he will be. <laughs> I'm team Brooklyn all the way. I know that he likes Astoria, but like he also likes the places near me. So it's just like, I think it's really going to come down to like what apartment we can afford and what we both want. And a lot of compromises. I keep throwing out this idea that we should just like, I'm like, one of us should really live, like one of us should live near work so we can go home and have sex at lunch (laughs) (laughs) and take a nap. I mean, you guys could move to Manhattan. Yeah. I mean, that's a big if. That's a big, like, I don't even, I don't know, because it's going to be hella expensive. But it would be nice. So I don't know. I think it's just like, it's a big, it's a lot of like maybes and a lot of ifs right now. And it's hard to even know like what it'll come down to. Point is, I guess I'm not ruling anything out. Um, Do you think there's anything that he's seen of you that he hasn't liked? Oh, for sure. He definitely, (laughs) he thought all of my like complaining and my whining (laughs) and me always having like a stomach ache or a headache or being tired or like just wanting to stay in and do nothing. I know he thought that shit was cute from like months one through five. And I think it's getting less cute because <laughs> when I wake up tossing and turning in the middle of the night now and I feel the need to wake him up because I'm like, if I can't sleep, you can't sleep. Oh my God. Ella's insane. I know. I'm so like, it's so bad. I don't know why I do it, but if I wake up because I'm hot, I'll like throw the comforter off of me onto him. Oh my god! <laughs> so then it wakes him up. You're gonna be one of the people who live like in a mansion with like separate bedrooms. <laughs> no, but thank you. I really hope I live in a mansion. <laughs> I mean, I think when you're single for a long time, you get selfish with your time. Oh, absolutely. And it's hard to like not get what you want all the time. Yeah. And I mean, I've definitely like kind of thrown a fit or like been a little bitchy because I couldn't make it to the gym one day because I was hanging out with him instead or because I couldn't meal prep on a Sunday because we compromised. And I said, okay, fine, I'll, you know, I'll come to Astoria and spend the full weekend with you. And that was like kind of a hurdle in the beginning. And I think in time, I kind of just gave up and I was like, okay, fuck it. Like if we're going to hang out on a Sunday. We'll have a good time. And then I'll meal prep on a Monday. And so I've kind oh, of, oh, I've why met, should you only be making those compromises? I mean, he makes them sometimes too. And it's more like if he sleeps over on a Sunday, he just doesn't meal prep for the entire week. So like we both had to do it. It's just that for me, I'll just not hang out on a Sunday. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I have a compromise. <laughs> no i mean it's just like it's part of it like i know i get it like working five days a week really the weekends are the only times we have so we're constantly making sacrifices and difficult compromises and this is why it's easier to be single in new york it really is and like even just like having my alone time is something i've like compromised on a little bit where like you know, I used to like, like, I really, I thrive in my alone time. Um, and I love just like going for a walk through my neighborhood by myself and just like walking around, browsing, plant shopping, mm-hmm. 
like going and getting coffee, reading a book. Does he enjoy those things? Um, he does. He does. He enjoys like trying new restaurants and like going shopping and just like walking around and stuff. But it's just like learning how to fit someone into my life means doing that with someone now. Yeah. Which is fine. And then I just take other time to decompress. I'll, you know, decompress the nights that we're not together. And, and that's nice in a way too. Yeah. I think the six month stage is like very, very pivotal in a lot of ways. And yeah, I I think it's either going to, you're going to see each other more or you're going to see each other like less. (laughs) And and that's going to be telling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's scary because now that we are kind of at this point where we're, we're faced with these decisions, you know, do we want to hang out or, okay, like, is our honeymoon phase over and we can just like spend our Sundays like doing the shit that we actually need to do. Right. It's kind of scary because it, it makes me worried at least that maybe we don't want to hang out as much as we once did. And, and that's scary, but I don't know. I'm usually reassured after the fact that that's not the case. Yeah. But like how much happier would you guys be if you both meal prepped on Sunday and then just taking that small example. Right. And then like you both had like save money that all of that week and you had your like realignment day to yourself. You can spend more time with each other during the week and like, like feel less resentment towards each other because you're like getting into each other's like lives or like, I don't even know. It sounds, it sounds crazy, but like make a schedule. Like I go to the gym this day, you go to the gym that day. We both go to the gym. We don't, we see, we see, don't see each other that day. We see each other the next day. Like something. I know. It's, it's just, like, it's so, it's like two people's lives literally crossing over. I know, I know. It's and a the, lot. But the thing is we've tried, we've tried to be very like pragmatic about it. Have and you guys like, got a Google calendar? You should get a shared oh Google calendar. God, stop. If we get to that point. You need a shared Google calendar. I don't think it's like getting to any point. I think it's actually like, no, I value spending time with you, but I also value like doing shit that needs to get done, like laundry. <laughs> so. I know. But yeah. It's so, it's so hard because even when we try to like, to be very practical and plan that and on Sunday we'll say, okay, we're going to like, you come to my place on Monday. I'll go to yours on Tuesday. Wednesday, we'll just go home. Thursday, we'll go to yours. Friday, we'll go to mine. We'll put that plan in place at the beginning of the week. And then by Tuesday, we're like, I miss you. And we end up just hanging out anyway. And like scrapping the whole plan and, you know, doing what we want. Maybe like a Google calendar of like things that you cannot move around. Like a client dinner or like the meal prep thing, I guess you can move that around or like a gym class, like things that are solid in there, just so yeah. the other person can know, like even like little shit, like things that we do, like recording a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We usually do kind of like debrief each other and what we have going on, yeah. you know, at the beginning of each week. Um, so we kind of know, and fortunately it's usually not so much because we'll kind of compromise on our gym and other things. But yeah, I mean, I think you're at a point where you're going to be like, I'm tired compromising. Fuck you. And I don't want you to get to that point, which is why I'm saying this, Yeah, you know, because like compromising is cute and fun in the beginning where you're like having sex and it's like, like we're to see each other. I and know. It's like and you, can fucking, you can compromise everything away for good sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally fine. Like, uh, fuck that. But like then when it's like, oh, no, we're together and this is real life. It's like been six months and I've now flushed like hundreds of dollars down the drain and having to buy lunch and dinner every day. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a, now it's a, now it's affecting like a lot more shit. So it's it's I think this resentment's gonna grow if you guys don't like sort of No, out. it's true and it does. And I was like I was like bitchy to him on Tuesday mm. because I had to buy lunch and dinner that day and he didn't even pick up on it and he was just like, Miss you, can't wait to see you and I just like left him hanging and didn't respond. Yeah. So you're right, that resentment does unleash itself in ugly ways when you just let it build and you're not like planning for it. So that probably could help. Let's bring it around to the listeners. Any advice if they find themselves in a similar situation? Okay, honestly, I will say, like, talk about it and communicate it. Because the days that I let little things go and bottle them up, they never stay bottled up. Mm. Two days later, when I have to make another small sacrifice, I'll, I'll unleash it on him. And I'm just like, well, the other day I didn't get to go to the gym because we wanted to hang out. And I had to come to Astoria for you. Yeah. So talk about things as they're happening in real time, because if you're not voicing your needs, they're not going to be, they're not going to be met. Yeah. And guys don't really pick up on hints that we give them. Yeah. Men do not pick up on subtlety. They don't pick up on on youth. Even if you think you have a tone in a text, if you're just saying, (laughs) fine, see you later, they're just hearing, okay, fine. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's fun. <laughs> we just do like a whole series of reading out passive text messages yes. we sent versus how men receive them. <laughs> Bye. See you later. <laughs> yeah, like that Tuesday at work, he was like, I miss you with a smiley face. And I just wrote back, you too, with no emoji. And I was like, oh, that'll hit him. <laughs> that'll sting. <laughs> like, no, you can't do that. Um, I've, I, Advice for a different borough dating? Okay, honestly, like, be aware of it because... In my, <laughs> no, Stay away. Seriously, no, no, no. Like, in my, in my first two relationships, like, post-moving to the city, I was in Brooklyn, and the first guy was in Morningside Heights. The Oof. second guy was on the Upper East Side. Oof. So they were both, like, a 45-minute commute away. Yep. And I didn't even realize I was doing it in both of these relationships where I was just, like, inviting them to come to my place all the time. Granted, both of my places during both of those relationships were way better. Mm. And I just thought we both enjoyed my apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both didn't like one of them was a musician. The other one was like a freelance, not freelance. We worked for like a startup. So they both had like very flexible work schedules. So I just figured like I have a more set routine so you can compromise it for me. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like compromise. Oh, <laughs> compromising <laughs> and I'm sharing my bed in return you're welcome the but, milk yeah no, but seriously and I would like leave I would like make coffee and leave it out for them leave them breakfast and these are things that in my mind made up for it nice hostel but I know, <laughs> welcome to my bed and breakfast five stars please give me an orgasm before I leave for work as your form of payment <laughs> like I don't know and I just I was just blatantly unaware that these stressors were piling up on them and they were getting annoyed. And again, this goes back to the communicating thing, because if they had told me, Hey, you know, Elle, I've slept over at your place three times this week. I would prefer if you came to my place tomorrow, I would have been like, Oh, you're right. You have slept over three times this week. Whereas like, also if you have the self-reflection to realize you're asking someone yeah, to come I mean, to your place all the time, you cannot always self-reflect. <laughs> retrospect we have that now right exactly but in real time when you're just enjoying things and someone else is going along with it 
Like, it's hard to pick up on the fact that they're unhappy yeah. unless they're saying it. Yeah. And in both of those cases, they both bottled it up and then, like, exploded on me. Like, the Upper East Side guy, like, I went over to his place one night and I was like, oh, it's nice being here. And he's like, yeah, especially since I've slept over at your place seven times and this is your second time here. And I was LOL. like, LOL. No one's counting. LOL. And I was like, you're keeping count? <laughs> Dude, that's like a fucking the like, jail tally. I know. Bed, like, He's like mixed. tallying like in blood on his arm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, too so dark. Good. But like seriously, like you know, if you're not telling someone that you're unhappy, they probably don't know that you're yeah. unhappy. If you see something, say something. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, just like communicating about it, also like self reflecting and being aware. Yeah. And picking your battles a little bit because mm. with the small annoyances. If I picked a fight with R every time I was annoyed about something very small, like, you're breathing near me. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, honestly, no, 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 no. Like, some days, like... You're lucky you have a boyfriend right now. I, like, I know. What? <laughs> no, honestly, like, I am I am so self-aware of the fact that I am the most annoying girlfriend. <laughs> and that I am I am so needy and I'm really very lucky. Um, so I should take the bad with the good sometimes because I'm very moody a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking specifically if a conversation me and Elle were having before this podcast and she said oh yeah I just like want to talk about our feelings and I just asked him like how are you feeling about the relationship like ready to have like a two-hour conversation with him he's like yeah it's going great it's going I like it and she's just disappointed and I just heard that question I was like I rolled my eyes I was I also think I'm the dude in most relationships but I'm like fuck's sake I don't talk about my feelings right now and I'll like literally like I'll start like we'll be watching tv and I'll like pause it (laughs) (laughs) like not literally like we'll just be like sitting in bed and I'll be like so let's talk like how are you feeling I'm here for our two-week (laughs) check-in oh my god I can't I can't deal like oh I just want to, I don't know, like, I just sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm starting all of like the heavy emotional conversations. So I want to give him the opportunity to and I don't know how to do that in a subtle or casual way. So I'm just like, here we go. Here's our scheduled hour. Let's have a talk. Touch base. Send him an email. No. Hey, can we touch base? Please advise Uh, on the following. Got some concerns. Yeah. (laughs) Schedule in a meeting. Got like a scorecard. Oh my God. (laughs) yeah i don't know that's our takeaway guys that's our takeaway is i'm really annoying don't date me (laughs) not that oh um be in a relationship if you have some sort of like non amazing feelings about it don't automatically think like i need to get out of it yeah and i think like that's that's kind of normal that's my takeaway too here is that like talking about the small annoyances like what I'm really trying to get at here is that there are small annoyances, but if you're generally happy with the person, like there are things that you'll get past and yeah. that it's normal and it's natural to get to that point where like with anyone, if you spend too much time with them, they're going to start to bother you. Yeah. Obviously no one to walk away. If they're not making you happy anymore, then like leave. And oh, if it's absolutely. too much effort for you, then like leave. But like also just like also know other people in relationships, they have fucking issues. Like all of my friends in long-term relationships, every time I talk to them, there's something that bothers them about their fucking boyfriend. And if you're the single friend, you have to sit through conversations yeah. of like boyfriend complaints. And it's so easy to just be like, oh my God, just break up with them. I'm fucking already. Right, right. 
<laughs> it's been four years. Break up with him. Who gives a fuck if he does wash right. dishes? He didn't order the pizza you wanted. Like break up with him. Yeah, like done. Like, but like, don't just like cancel him. Yeah, <laughs> don't cancel your boyfriend yet. Um, there's way you can definitely cancel your boyfriend. There's definitely reasons to cancel, but not all of right. them are valid. Right. Exactly. Yes. And you'll like you know if it's something that you can deal with. And something you can work through and if that person is worth it yeah and if you ever think maybe being single is fun like listen to like any other episode of this podcast and we will tell you it's not oh my god yeah i know every time i'm like well you know dating might be fun again i'm just like wait a second no i hated that no i i like dating i think if i was in a relationship right now i would be the worst girlfriend ever dot com because like no, I'm just really selfish. Yeah, no, and you have to be ready for it. You have to yeah. be like in a place where you're ready to make space for someone else in your life. And I yeah. think I just I was there. Yeah. Because dating is fun until it's not. And yes. until you, you're at that point. Yes. And if you're not at that point, full steam ahead. Like don't settle down because you feel like you need to. Mm-hmm. But if you are then, you know, you'll learn to get over the stupid little shit. Yeah. And he'll order the pizza you want eventually. <laughs> oh my god. People don't change, but their pizza order does. Yeah. I'm still hung up on this pizza. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'll have some issues she'll hopefully sort out through the next episode. Yeah, stay tuned. Um uh, if you have um similar questions or um advice for me, maybe <laughs> now we're taking advice. A therapist you would like to recommend. <laughs> Um, go to www.notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com. Use our little info uh, box. You don't yep, have to put your thing. yep. You don't have to put your email in. Just kind of your name and whatever issue you have or advice you want to give us. Yeah, or, sure. Um, or things you want us to talk about. Yeah. Also, tweet us. Um, we love sending you guys free shit. So make sure you tweet us and we'll send you stickers and support us on Patreon for stickers, t-shirts. Oh my God, the t-shirts, t-shirts. are so good. T-shirts are officially out and it's so important to say that they're only available for the next two weeks. Yeah, they are very much limited edition t-shirts. So yes. go on, we have our link. Um, it's on Twitter. It's on our Facebook. Oh, sorry, is it on our Facebook? It should be on it's our on Facebook. Our, it's on everything and it's especially, it's a whole section on our website. So just go to our website website you'll find links to every fucking right. thing we'll also put the link in the description to this episode yes. so you can go ahead and yep. click on there basically you pre-order there's like a pre-ordering window um and at the end of the window your order will ship yep. so make sure you get that pre-order in while it's still open yep and then the t-shirt says uh not your girlfriend on the front and the back has uh not your and then it has like different not yours yeah, so like it's not the, your it's the not your series the not your series and each not your references like not your mistress word references specific specific episode from season one or season two of the podcast so it's a cute little reference and um yeah you'll love it i love it also it just looks good on everyone it looks so good the fabric is so soft yes. high quality tees. high not quality that, not like that weird material that you get from like a fundraiser when it's free and it's shitty and these are high quality look like a square so that's all that's all for this week that's all folks yeah <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. You wrote down a lot over there. Oh, yeah, I just needed like thoughts hmm. roadmap roadmap of my grievances okay i like that
This is B. <laughs> and I'm here by myself because L is indisposed. This is L. I'm indisposed. <laughs> okay, no, we're here. This is B. And this is L. And we're your anonymous hosts. Anonymous? <laughs> okay, no. B uh, is indisposed. Uh, and we're your anonymous hosts of Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. Can we just do that over? Uh, fine. <laughs>